guys, I'm so excited. How are you doing? And when I say how are you doing, I'm not just saying it out of formality. Like, how are you doing? I know that we've all been in the house for the past three weeks, going on a month, um, probably sometime next week. And we have all had to drastically change our lives and the way that we do things. So how are you guys dealing with it? I hope you guys are okay. Hope you're not stressed out. And I hope that things are going well for you. Um, I know it's difficult at times, but I just hope everything's okay with you guys. Now, on my end, I think I'm doing okay over here. And I'm very excited, to be honest, to share with you the beginning of Season 4. I decided um, I would just go ahead with Season 4 without waiting it out. Because I want us to continue to have some kind of normalcy. Like, Season 4 was supposed to be happening even before we found out about, well, even before the coronavirus hit the United States, and so I want to keep going with that so we can have something that's normal, something that's on track, at least there's something that we can know for sure, okay, season four is happening, the next week, season four, um, episode two, so I kind of wanted to keep it on, going on like that, and so that is why I decided that in the midst of everything that's going on, I was just going to move forward and do season four. Now, maybe once everything calms down, we'll have like a huge season four celebration because it marks our second year anniversary. But for now, we'll just start with season four, episode one. Now, this is the second year that I have been doing the Music and Vibes podcast. And when I think about how all of this first started, it just gives me like goosebumps to see where we are now and to how this whole idea came about. Now, this whole idea came about a couple of years ago. I'm going to say 2016. I began thinking, hey, it would be nice to do a podcast. And I thought about that because this was during the time I was listening to tons of podcasts. And I still do listen to a lot of podcasts. But I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I was like, you know, I have something I would like to share with the world. I think I would really like to do a podcast. But I didn't know what I wanted to do it on. So my first idea was like, oh, okay, Kiana, you're a singer, you're a songwriter. Wouldn't it be awesome if you had this podcast and you played your songs and you told why you wrote your songs? And I was like, okay, it was a pretty good idea, or so I thought. And so what I did was I started, after some research, because you know I like to do a lot of research, I kind of started what was known as The Written By Podcast. And in that podcast series, what I did, I would play the songs that I wrote, and then I would tell why I wrote the songs. Or no, I would tell why I wrote the song, then I would play the song. But I was noticing a trend. Like, my shows were only lasting for, like, 15 minutes. Because let's be honest, unless you have a huge story about why you wrote a song, it's not going to be that long. And I found that a lot of my episodes are sounding the same. It's like, well, I was feeling this emotion, and I decided, why not write the song? So I sat down, and I wrote it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I find my creative process interesting, but if that's all you hear week after week, it can get pretty boring. So I noticed it wasn't really catching on, and I was like, okay, maybe I should change things up. And I had a decision to make after the end of the first season. I was like, do I want to move forward with this? And make up interesting things that made me write a song? Or do I just want to end the Written By podcast and start another podcast and talk about something else I'm totally interested and passionate about? So, after some thinking, I decided I didn't really want to spend any money marketing a podcast. 
that was not really getting traction, people weren't really getting into, so I was like, okay, we're not going to do that, even though it's a good idea, and it was a great idea, and people who I tell about this all the time, they're like, Kiana, that's an awesome idea, I'm like, yes, it is, but it wasn't really working out the way I thought it would, and I mean, it's fine, because let's be honest, I am a singer songwriter in Madison, Alabama, I don't really have any kind of awards, I haven't won a Grammys, I'm not a famous person, so let's be real, like who is going to tune in to listen to why I wrote a song, because to begin with, if you first heard about me, you don't even know I write songs, so I was like, okay, maybe that has something to do with it, but then I decided I wanted to do something else, so I ended that podcast, and I spent maybe three months coming up with what else would I like to talk about, and so then I thought, and I thought, and then it finally hit me one day, like, Keanu, here's what you could talk about, I love talking about relationships, I'm a romantic, I love love, anything that deals with love, I'm all about, so, and I read tons of, like, self-help books, I always read about relationships, I read the research, I am, like, all into this whole relationship stuff. I'm interested in how to make marriages work because I just think that regardless of how hard it may seem, you can always make your marriage work. There's something that can be done to make it happen. And that's just me being the optimist that I am. But then I think also because, like, I didn't know what it was like to see a real relationship because my parents were divorced. And when I got married, we had some issues. And so, you know, I think all of that kind of made me the person who I am, where I'm interested in relationships. I'm always reading about it. I call myself the do-it-yourself queen. And then I do have a degree in counseling psychology. So all of this kind of played a role into it. And yes, it did help that I like to sing and I write songs and I'm into music. But I think all of this played a part into it. So I was like, oh, why don't you talk about the thing you're most interested and passionate about? And that is relationships. And not just issues and problems you have in relationships, but what you can do to make these relationships work. I was like, oh, okay, that's a thought. And then I was like, well, since you write love songs all the time, what if after you talked about the relationship issue and how to fix the problem, you would play a song as encouragement so that people can understand that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And so I was like, okay, that's a good idea. So that is how the Music and Vibes podcast was thought of because of a failed podcast before, and I finally came to the conclusion of, what is it that you really like to talk about? So that is how we got the Music and Vibes podcast, and I aired it on, I believe, two years ago. Yeah, this is 20, so it was like the middle of March 2020, and I say it all the time. I didn't have any listeners. I had no email list. I just threw it out there, and I was like, well, let's just see what happens, and then I did mention it once on my personal Facebook page, but then after that, I started doing promotions and stuff like that, so this is where we are now, and I'm super excited to see where my idea of podcasting four years ago has gotten me today, and today, we are two years into the Music and Vibes podcast, and I only see things getting better, and I do not plan to stop. I love podcasting. I love hanging out with you guys. And especially in times like now, I love being able to talk to you and letting you guys know we're going to be fine. Like, things are going to be okay. We may not see the light at the end of the tunnel right now with the whole coronavirus situation, but we are going to be fine. And we are going to get through this. So just being able to talk to you guys each week is something that I simply love to do. I also tell you this story because I realized that 
It has a hidden message in it. Like, think about it. The first time I started a podcast, it was not successful. If anything, you could say maybe it was a flop. But the point is, I learned from that. And I realized that this is something I like to do, but I just need to change it up a little bit. And I guess it makes me think about this. Like, I'm sure there's something right now that you want to do. Something that you've always dreamed of doing. But you're afraid to start because you're afraid that what if I fail? Well, let me tell you something. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is good. And here's why I say failure is good. Failure is good because if you never try and if you never fail, then how do you know how to fix or correct the mistakes that you've made? If you don't make mistakes, you can't correct them. If you don't make mistakes, you can't get better. So sometimes just going out on a limb, working on your goal and your dream is great. And if you fail, perfect because then you will know what you did wrong you can know how to fix it and then you can just move on from there to me there's no such thing as a failure maybe there's like a setback but once you fall down just get back up try it again because the next time you do it you're going to do it better now i'm not going to say try it again doing the same thing that you did before that did not work no what i'm saying is see what didn't work try it again and do what does work so that is the whole thing that i wanted to tell you guys today so listen if there's something you want to do right now since we are all under stay-at-home orders or we are being encouraged to stay at home there is no better time than now to work on your dreams and your goals and stay at while you're staying at home don't let this be a time where you're bored and have nothing to do because there's always something that you could be doing, working on your dream, and getting things to where you want them to be. So, a little bit of advice, a little bit of encouragement. Instead of being bored during this time and stressed and having anxiety, use this as a time to be creative and to thrive and to grow into what you want to do and into your dreams and your goals. All right, well, guys, if you just want to share some of those dreams and goals with me, feel free to head on over to the Music and Vibes podcast Facebook page and send me a message telling me what some of your dreams and goals are. And, or, if you guys just want to come on over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and leave me a message either venting or just telling me how you guys are doing right now, I would love to hear from you because I think now it's a good time for us to connect and just talk about how we are all doing through this coronavirus situation. All right, well, guys, I can't wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to tear down walls in your marriage. Now, like I said earlier, all of us are pretty much stuck at home, and I'm sure that you and your spouse probably may be going through some issues, maybe you're getting closer, or maybe if you guys weren't close to begin with or you're having issues to begin with, this time has been quite stressful for you. So what I want to talk to you guys about is how to tear down the walls that we have built up in our relationships. Now, all of us in our lives, me included, have built up walls in our lives. And walls are not always a bad thing to have. Like, for instance, let's say you... Went out on a date. Let's say it was your first date. You went out on the first date. You were telling this guy about everything you ever imagined. You pretty much told him if he didn't propose to you by the end of the evening, you know that he wasn't going to work out. And let's say he 
did not work out because you scared them away. So let's say from that experience, you're like, okay, I cannot tell guys all this information up front. I just got to keep it to myself. You're kind of building up a wall, but that's a good wall because you learn from your mistake and you're just like, okay, that didn't work. So let's try something else. Or let's say you've been hurt in the past and some terrible thing has happened to you. And so instead of like going all in on your first date, you keep a lot of things to yourself, you're reserved, you're cool, collected, because you know that in the past you've been hurt, so before you progress and move forward or let your heart get involved, you just want to kind of feel out how this relationship is going before you get involved. That is building up walls, but it's not a bad thing, it's a positive thing, because you're built up a wall, but the wall is not something that you're not willing to take down, it's just that at this moment, right now, before I take it down, I need to see where this is going, where you are, where I am, etc., etc. So those are examples of having walls up, but it's not a bad thing. To be honest, having walls up is normal. And here's why it's normal. Putting walls up is normal because it enables you to have time to heal from traumatic events or situations. Sometimes you honestly just need to distance yourself from people or change your priorities in order so that you can have a chance to get perspective or get the time to heal or process things so that you will be able to process things going on in your life and then be able to get some help. Now, all of this is normal. The only time it becomes, it gets to a point where it's not normal, you're pushing people away, is if you don't tear down the walls. Now... When walls go up, there's never a reason why they should stay up. Walls should go up like gates. Remember when um, we were kids and our parents were babysitting a kid? Or I remember when I was a kid. Here's a true story. My mom would sometimes babysit my cousin, Stephen. And Stephen was like seven years younger than me. I remember it. I was like 10 one day. And Stephen was like three. He had a little sister, Danielle, who was like two. And then he had another little sister, Nyla, who was like one or 11, 12, 11 months, I would say. So my mom would watch them sometime. And so what she would do, do you guys remember those walls that you put up? They still have them now for, like, babies so they won't crawl down the stairs and so they won't fall and hurt themselves. Well, my mom put one of those walls up. So the kids would come to the wall because we had, like, huge stairs leading to the door of our apartment. So she put the wall up in front of the door so when they would come they couldn't go any further they could just look which protected them from falling down the stairs and then they would come stand there look and then they would turn around and go back so that wall was a wall of protection that they had to protect them from falling down the stairs and then when their mom came to pick them up my cousin Marlene my mom would take the wall down because it was dangerous for her to try to climb over the wall to get the kids and take them home so she would take the wall down for that so that is how I view walls now sometimes walls do have to go up to protect you for that moment and for that time but then when you're ready you need to take the wall down because if you don't take the wall down it's too dangerous for you to proceed it's hurtful and it will cause a lot of harm so that is how walls operate building walls can be positive it can be a good thing but it can also be bad and it can be bad when you refuse to take the wall down and you don't take the time that you had when the wall was up to begin the healing process and get the help that you needed during this time. So when that happens, instead of walls helping you, they actually hurt you. Building walls can isolate, well not building walls, keeping the walls up 
can isolate you from the very people who love you and want to help you. Building or keeping up your walls can push people away. They can leave you feeling isolated and alone. It can make you feel like there's no one you can trust. This is what happens when you keep up those walls instead of beginning to let them down once you begin to heal. Now, there are many people in life who have these walls up. And when you have these walls up, a lot of people go through a whole state of denial because who wants to think that oh I'm pushing people away so it's always someone else did something that pushes them away have you ever met this person and it could be a male or a female where everybody is never right for them there's never a right person oh something's wrong with this guy something's wrong with this girl oh they didn't do this they can't do this there's always something wrong and you're just like dude or girl you're just never going to get married or you're never going to have a fulfilling relationship because there's always a problem with the person have you guys met someone like that well you know what i think the reason that they're always nitpicking about this person or that person is because they have walls up and they are right now in a state of denial because they don't realize that they have these walls up and they don't realize that they have these walls up because they are protecting themselves from something that has happened in the past and instead of dealing with the situation it's easier just to keep the walls up keep the barriers up and when you keep walls up and you keep barriers up no one is ever going to say oh I'm pushing you away they're going to say oh well they're just not right because or they did this I know this is not the right person to me I've heard so many people say well God never told me to talk to this person. And you're just like, really? It's like, I am a Christian. And I strongly believe God, when you pray and ask him for help with dating, that he does help you. But I don't think that God is going to just come to your house one day and say, and you will see him and he'll say, hey, I want you to date that person. No, I believe God gives you common sense. He gives you judgment so he can help and guide you to the right person to date. But I don't think he's going to sit down and just point the person out and be like, date this person, date that one, date this one. And so I think sometimes people use that as a crutch not to move on or tear down these emotional walls that they've built up. Emotional walls are something because it's interesting. Not only does after a while it stop protecting you, you begin to push away people who actually love you and care for you and who would actually be willing to help you if you just let them in. But because you're so afraid of hurt and what has happened to you in the past, you refuse to let anybody in and you keep your walls up. That is the thing that's unfortunate about keeping walls up and not tearing them down. Now, I know you're thinking, well, I'm married, so apparently I have not kept any walls up. But... That is not always true. Did you know married people can have walls up too? They can. And here's the crazy thing about it. Sometimes when you get married, you may not have a wall up. You guys are in love. This is the honeymoon stage. Everything they do is great and it's fine. But then once you get married and start living together, you begin to realize that your husband or your wife have quirks. They have their own baggage that they bought in. That Some of the things that they thought were cute. When you guys got married, they no longer think it's cute. Or some of the things you thought was cute with them is no longer cute. You guys are irritable sometimes. You're human, so you can't hide these things forever. So you begin to see each other more and more. Get to know each other and understand things that is going on. And let's be honest. Sometimes the person that we finally see that we marry is not the person that we thought that they would be. And this is not a bad thing because most of us who do go into marriage, we go into marriage with these false thoughts and false precepts and false perceptions. And we just think, oh, life is going to be happily ever after. This is what we're going to do. La, 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 la. So we also are in a state of 
delusion because we think that all this is perfect, it's going to work out, life is going to be great, but that's not always what happens. And once we see that this is not the quote-unquote perfect person that we marry, then we begin to put walls up. So here are some examples about how husband and wives put walls up. So have you ever been in a situation where you, instead of fighting with your husband or your wife, what you'll do is you'll kind of stonewall them. So you're not going to say anything. They'll be talking and talking. They'll be mad. And you just ignore them. Not say a word. Nothing. That is a way you're building up a wall. Because you're ignoring that person. You're putting a wall up so that they can talk and talk and talk. But you're like, I'm not going to hear it. not going to listen. You are building up a wall. And maybe you're doing this because right now your marriage is in a bad place. Maybe you have heard so much negativity from your spouse. Or you've heard so much yelling and cussing. And things are just really bad. And so this is the only thing you know how to do to protect yourself emotionally. So you put this wall up where you're just not going to listen to anything that they say. You're going to zone out. You're just not going to pay attention. If this is you or if this is your spouse, then yeah, right now you guys are building up a wall. Or if there is a time where you just shut down with your husband or wife instead of being honest with them. So let's say they make a suggestion or they say something and you don't agree with it. But instead of saying anything or speaking up, you just shut down. Because you know in the past that when you tried to put in your opinion, it didn't go well, they didn't want to hear it, so you just shut down. If you do that, that's also an example of building up an emotional wall. Or let's say there's a conversation you guys really need to have, but in the past you've had this conversation, it didn't go well, there were arguments, you know how your spouse feels about it. So instead of talking about something that you need to talk about and bringing up a subject in your marriage that you actually need to discuss, you will just not say anything about it and you'll just let it go. This is also a way that you are building up a wall in your marriage. Or, what if you just are at a point where you're no longer honest about your feelings or opinions because you know that your spouse is not going to validate how you feel? You're building up a wall. There are many examples of ways that you can either build up, that you can build up emotional walls with your spouse. And there are many ways that people are continuing to build up walls with their spouse and in their marriage. But... There are more ways that people are doing this. These are just some of the examples that I wanted to highlight. Now, if you recognize this behavior in either you or your spouse, then one of you or both of you may be building up walls in your marriage. Now, now that we know that some of the ways that we can build up walls, I guess the question is, like, how do we tear these walls down? Because if it goes up, it has to come down. You cannot have a thriving, healthy marriage with walls built up to the sky. It's not going to happen. You have got to start breaking down these emotional walls. But you have to do it in a way that's safe and in a way that's safe for your marriage. Well, how do you do that? Well, here are some ways that you can begin to tear down the walls in your marriage. The first thing that you can do is be faithful. Yes, I said it, be faithful. So many people who are going through rough times in their marriage, they sometimes think that, hey, maybe I should have an affair. And maybe it doesn't always start off that way. It could start off with something simple with your husband and you are not on good terms. You guys are in a bad place. And then some guy at work starts to give you attention. Or some other woman at the grocery store starts to flirt with you and starts to make you feel important and validated and respected. Then 
that is a sign that you guys need to start tearing down some walls in your marriage because if you continue this behavior, it will lead to an affair. And here's the thing. It's like maybe you didn't intend for it to go in that direction, but you need to stop it before it gets there because having an affair does not make your marriage better. It makes it worse. And if you think you're having a hard time in your marriage now, then throw in infidelity and believe it's just going to be so much worse. So the first way to begin tearing down those walls is to be faithful to your spouse and let them know that they can trust you. Sometimes, I've said this before, I think in season three, no, it was season two when I first, the first episode of season two. I've said this before, sometimes the baggage and the walls that are built up with our spouses have nothing to do with us. It's because of things people did before us, but we are just dealing with the repercussions of other people's actions. So keep this in mind and just realize that, hey, maybe their walls are up, but it may not even be because of you. It could be because a previous girlfriend or things that happened in their childhood. But whatever it is, one of the best ways to begin to tear down this wall is to be faithful to them and to let them know that, hey, I'm here for you. And then do what you need to do to let them know I'm here. The next thing is to do what you say you're going to do. So if you tell your husband, hey, I'm going to get lunch, then get lunch. If you tell your wife, hey, I'm going to pick the kids up, pick the kids up. Because when you are able to do what you say you're going to do, and if you're dependable and they realize they can trust you and rely on you, that's a way of building down the whole emotional wall. Because think about it. And remember, emotional walls are built up because of trust issues. So if you are showing that you are trustworthy and I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do at this time, then that lets them know that, hey, I can trust this person. And if I can trust this person, then maybe I don't need to have this wall up. Maybe I can start to take it down because I can trust them. Another thing with this that's important is if you say, hey, I'm going to be here, then be there. Don't say, hey, I'm going to the gym, but instead you go do something totally different. Because all you're doing is letting them know, hey, your your walls are up for a reason. You cannot trust this person. They can't be trusted. So it's important for you. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere, then be that place you say you're going to be. Now, I know it may seem like trivial and some people want to know why in the world do I have to do this and let me tell you you don't have to do this but out of respect I kind of think it's something that married couples should do like for example whenever I go somewhere I tell my husband where I'm gonna go now he doesn't ask hey Kiana where are you gonna go he doesn't ask he doesn't call to check up on me he doesn't do any of those things I just automatically tell him where I'm going to go because first it's a safety thing. Like, if you get kidnapped or something happened, you kind of want your significant other to know, hey, she was going there. <laughs> That's where she was going. She didn't make it. And it alerts somebody for help. And also because if they know where you are, then it's easier for them to contact you. For us, it's just like a safety thing and thing of respect. Like, I kind of want to know if my husband walks out of the house, like, where he's going. Not because I want to follow up with him. Not because I even care. It's just because I need, I would just like to know so that if anything happened, I can be the first person to alert the police for help. Or if I need something, if he says, hey, I'm going to the store and I need something, I can call him, hey, I need this at the store. Are you still there? You know, something like that. And it's nothing wrong with letting your significant other know where you're going to be. It doesn't make it like you're checking in. That's not how it is. I just think if you're married and you love each other and you care about each other, like, just let them know where you're going to be. Because this is one way where it helps 
build trust. Like I know my husband say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. He's going to the gym. And if he, if I tell him I'm going to the store, he knows I'm at the store. And the great thing is, he could be at the gym for as long as he want to be at the gym. I do not call, don't check up, don't care. He said he was at the gym. He's at the gym. He, when I'm at the store for a long period of time, he never calls or bothers me. He may text me to pick something up that he forgot to put on the list. But for the most part, it's not even like that. So I just think that when you are honest and open and you let each other know, hey, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be here, that's also a way that you can begin to tear down the emotional walls because they know that they can trust you. The next thing that you can do is let your actions match up with your words. So you cannot say, I'm not mad at you, but you're mad at them because it's not matching up. And it builds distrust. So then they, what your spouse gets when you do this is that, okay, I can't trust what she says because she's going to say this, but it's really not true. And you don't want that. You want them to know if you say, I am not mad at you, then you are not mad at them. And believe me, we do this all the time. And I know that I've done this in the past where I was mad or annoyed with my husband, but I didn't want to say anything about it because I'm just like, I don't want to start an argument or whatever. So he was like, are you mad? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But he could tell by my action I wasn't good. So he knew I was lying because I was not good. But what I've learned is like now, if I'm frustrated, I will go and approach him first and say, hey, I'm kind of frustrated about such and such and we'll talk about it. I no longer be like, I'm not mad. But then every action that I do shows that I'm upset. And maybe you do that. But it's important to remember that our actions need to match up with our words. And I know you think, well, how would they even know? Believe me body language if you have been married to your spouse even for six months you kind of know by their body language and their behavior if they're mad if they're happy if they're upset what's going on you kind of know something's not right because we have observed each other we have been living with each other for a long period of time you know these things so that is why it's important to let your actions match up with your words. Because if you don't, your spouse is automatically going to know you're lying. And then they're going to get upset. Like, well, why don't you just tell me what's wrong? And then once that happens, it's another argument. And then you let them know that they cannot trust you to be honest with them. And that's not fair. So let your actions match up with your words. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but just be honest. You know? Just be honest. Don't try to hide secrets from them. Don't hide things from them financially. Don't hide things. Just be honest. Be honest. And this leads us to the next segment, which is just be transparent with your spouse. So whatever that's going on with you, they should automatically know. It shouldn't be hiding anything from anybody or, oh, I don't want them to know. And even if it's something that's worrisome. It's important to let your spouse know about it first and up front. They shouldn't have to hear about what's bothering you from somebody else. You should have been able to tell them this. Because when you guys have this open communication and you're transparent with each other and you're open and you're honest, you are tearing down those walls of distrust and you're tearing down those emotional walls brick by brick by brick. And the more you keep doing these things, the more you will tear them down. And so that is why it's important just to be honest with your spouse and be transparent with your spouse. Another thing that is important is to try to please them. Try to do things that you know will make them happy. Like, for example, it's important to know 
what they like so that you can do things to make them happy. And when I say do things to make them happy, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, my whole life is just devoted to making you happy. I have no other dreams, no goals, nothing. But you should make them feel important because you married them and you should love them. And when you love people, you want them to feel important. You want them to surprise them. You want to please them. It's just things we do out of love. So try to please your spouse because when you do that, you let them know, oh, she really loves me. I can trust her because she loves me. I can trust her because she cares about me. That is why it's important to continue to do this so that you will get in, let your spouse know that they're loved, they're cared for, they're cherished because you love them, you're not going to hurt them so they can, again, tear down these walls. Now, forgiveness is very important and I know sometimes we hold on to forgiveness because it's hard for us to forgive. And it's hard to forgive sometimes just because of the fact just because of the fact that many times we have been hurt and when you're hurt the last thing you want to do is forgive the person that hurt you so i get it but when you're married forgiveness is number 1 the thing that you have to do because you have to forgive your person that you love for what they may have done to you and i say this it's easy for your spouse or it's easy for you even to hurt your spouse because you guys are the closest to each other and you guys can hurt each other in ways that no one else can like if someone says something rude to you if you're like me I don't even care because I'm like I don't even like you like who even cares what you have to say but when it comes from your spouse the person who is close to you and the person who should love you and you need in your life and the person you want in your life and the person you are married to then that could hurt a lot more so forgiveness is important and when you forgive that's a way to, again, let them know that, okay, she forgives me. I can trust her. I can begin to tear down the walls. Or I can trust him and begin to tear down those walls. And be humble when you do this. And I say be humble because so many times people have been arrogant, like, well, I'm forgiving you and I'm doing this, so you need to tear down these walls. And even if they don't say walls, you need to trust me because I've always done this and I've done that. And that is not a way to go. If anything, that's turns people off and make people more upset and it is not helping you tear down a wall it is building the wall up so let us not do that so while you are doing all these gestures make sure that you are humble while you do it so that they will get a feeling of love not a feeling of what you owe me because you don't they don't owe you anything you don't want them to owe you because when you owe somebody that means you got to pay it back and when you had to pay it back then it's more of a transaction instead of a real love and real commitment. So be humble so that they will know that you're doing this out of love because you love them and not because they owe you. And finally, I think another good point is to make sure your spouse is accountable for their behavior. And I know you're like, what? How do you tear down walls by making sure they're accountable? Well, here's how you tear down walls by making sure people are accountable. You tear down walls when you make sure people are being accountable for their actions because they know, okay, this is what is clear of what needs to be done and what has to be done. So many times we give like mixed signals and hidden messages and you're like, well, you should be this doing this or you should be doing that or whatever. And there are times when our spouse or even us may not be on our best behavior. And during those times, it's important for the person who loves us, for the person who we are married to, to let us know, hey, you know what, you said such and such and such, it really hurt my feelings, 
make them accountable for their behavior. And by making them accountable for their behavior in a loving way, you are also tearing down walls because then they know, okay, well, I acted this way, but she loves me anyway. Or I acted this way, but he loves me anyway. Oh, okay, this is not acceptable, but we can work on our marriage by doing this, this, that, and the other. That is how you build up walls. Tear down walls, I should say. I know, like, when... I punish my kids when they're doing something they're not supposed to do and I hold them accountable to their actions is weird because they'll always come back and like, Mom, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. But they recognize it because I held them accountable for what they did. I didn't just let it go and be like, oh, they're kids or, oh, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, I tell them, hey, what you did was wrong. You shouldn't have done this. And I let them know there's a consequence for that. And by me doing that, I'm showing my kids that I love them. Now, let's go back to the, our husband and our wives. They are not children. So punishment is not what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is that when you let them know how they've hurt you, or you hold them accountable for their actions, you guys have a way of moving forward because you've discussed it. You're not letting anger and resentment build up. So since you're not letting anger and resentment build up, you don't have to build up a wall. You get that? Because you are not angry and because you're not letting resentment build up and you are honest with your feelings right now and you're talking about it, you don't have a need to build up a wall because you're handling it right there. You're handling it right now. So there's no need for you to put a wall up. So for you, it's important to make sure your spouse is accountable for their actions because even though they may have walls up, we have walls up too. And what I'm talking about goes both ways. It's important for us both to take down these emotional walls. And so when you make your spouse accountable for their behavior, you are preventing yourself from building up a wall because you don't have a need to do this because you're discussing it and you're handling it and you're getting it together. So that would be the last thing I wanted to tell you to do about building up walls and how to take them down in your marriage. Now, when you make your spouse accountable, you have to do it in a way that's loving and that's kind. And let, not accusatory either. You don't want to blame them. What you want to do is just point out, hey, when you did such and such, it really hurt my feelings because I felt that I felt this way. So whatever emotion you felt, I felt this emotion. And explain to them why you felt that emotion without being accusatory, without accusing them of anything, and without blaming them for anything. And when you do that and you hold them accountable for their action or their behavior, then you don't have to build up walls because you're talking about it. And that's the great thing about being honest. Honesty just doesn't mean that I'm going to tell you how I feel and I'm just going to be mean and rude about it. No, you can be honest with people, but you can still be kind. And when you are honest and kind at the same time, you let your spouse know that we're in this for the long haul. This is not just something we decided to do. You let them know that we're committed. And when you are in a committed relationship, these are just some things that you have to do. So today, while you're home with your spouse, if you're home with your spouse, even if you're not and you just have other relationships, this can apply to other relationships as well. Like, if it's a friend relationship, it can apply to that. And when I say be faithful, you can be faithful to your friend. You can be a good friend. It can apply to work relationships. Whatever relationship it is that you have built up a wall, all of these things could apply to that. Dating. But the reason I just said I used it in a place of marriage right now is because I'm talking about how to tear down walls in your marriage. You can even use this for your kids. Like, all of this is just are just ways that you can tear down walls. 
in your life and especially in your marriage or in your relationship so if you guys are home right now like i am and you and your spouse are not in a really good place this is the best time for you to begin to work on tearing down those emotional walls in your marriage because once you do that you guys will begin to trust each other again and listen it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to be kind one day and your spouse is going to be like oh all the walls are coming down and no that's not how that works it is consistently doing all of these things because our spouse knows us very well and at one time they might surprise them like what he did this or what she did this but it is not going to start tearing down any walls until you consistently be faithful until you consistently do what you say you're going to do until you consistently let your actions match up with your words you're consistently honest you consistently transparent with your spouse you consistently try to please your spouse you consistently forgive you consistently be humble and you consistently make your spouse accountable for their behavior all of these things done consistently will help to break down the emotional walls that you guys have built up in your marriage. Now, today the song that we're going to listen to is called Never Break My Heart. And the reason I picked this song is because it's about a woman who has built up walls to protect herself from a previous relationship and she has not taken them down. So, as you listen to this song, think about what not to do, and begin to work on how to tear down the walls in your marriage. Here's the song, Never Break My Heart. You told me you would never leave, you'd always be there because you Stay. 
Before I end the podcast, I would just like to say thank you to Anique Music for all of their support during the past year and a half. Now, Anique Music is a publishing company that publishes and also represents all of the music heard here on the podcast. So thank you, Anique Music, for your continued support. And I can't wait to see what great things we're going to be doing together in Season 4. And guys, I just want to thank you for listening to me and for joining in for Season 4. It would not have been possible without you. Yes, I say it all the time, but it's true all the time. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I really love you guys, and I'm glad that we get to spend time together each week. I just feel like we are more friends than me doing a podcast and you listening. You know, I just feel that connection. So, I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Season 4. It really means a lot. And you'll never know how much it means to me, but it means a lot. And I love you guys, and I hope all is well with you. I also want to encourage you to share this podcast with a family member or a friend. I see you guys are doing it every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing it, and please continue to share. Now, I know that you have one friend out there or family member who you know have built up walls in their lives or in their marriage. I want you to send this episode of the Music and Vibes podcast to them and let them know there are ways that they can tear it down. And where their marriage is right now does not have to be where it always is going to be. The things can get better. And I'm saying this because so many times we just think, well, this it is what it is. But no, it doesn't have to be what it is. You know, you can always change. You can always make things better. So please forward this episode to them so that you can encourage them and let them know that things can change. It doesn't have to be the same. Things can get better. And if this person who needs the encouragement is yourself, then please listen to it again and write down exactly some of the notes of what you can do to begin to tear down the walls in your marriage. Because, listen, there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Even if you can't see it, it doesn't mean that there is not light at the end of the tunnel. All you have to do is keep walking, 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 keep trying, 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 and you will eventually see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, share, share, share the podcast. I also want to just tell you, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. What I want you to do is, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can subscribe to the podcast. I want to think about starting to do different versions of the episodes. So if you want to get the new episodes I'm going to throw in or find out more information about maybe where to get videos from Music and Vibes or even get live um podcast recordings of the music and vibes podcast you need to subscribe so please click the link in the show notes it'll take you to the um itunes page and then at the top you'll see like a tiny square and it'll say listen to on apple music so you or apple podcast you click it and once you click it it'll take you to another page where you'll see subscribe and then once you see that go ahead click it subscribe to the podcast you can leave me a review but if you don't want to that's fine i'm good just subscribe to the podcast and if you ever want to talk to me or reach out to me or connect with me all you have to do is go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, message me. Or you can go to the email, um, musicandvibes at gmail.com, and you can send me an email. Or you can just go to our website, musicandvibes.com, and you can just send me a message on the website. No matter how you do it, whatever is more convenient for you, just go ahead and do it that way. And I will definitely get these messages and I promise you I will respond to you and then we can go from there. I also want to let you know that I'm going to put it in the show notes. So if you're driving 
Or if you're home and your kids are bothering you or not bothering you, if your kids are loving on you and you're fussing at them or talking loudly to them, whatever it is, don't worry about it. It's going to be in the show notes and you can just click on the links and we can be good. All right. Well, guys, I think that is all. Um, if I think of anything else, I'll definitely probably put it out on the Facebook page and let you know of anything else I think of. But if you have any questions, contact me. And if I think of anything else, I'll put it out there and let you know. All right, guys, season four was amazing. I hope all is well with you. And I will see you guys next week. All right, bye.